Welcome to episode number two of our Unnamed podcast. And in the first part, we're actually going to be talking a little bit about what we're going to call this thing. We also talk a little bit about my journey at Second City with acting and improv. Which ultimately leads us back down memory lane as we talk about a couple of traumatic high school memories and whether or not one of my best friends turns out to be a bully. Ricks calls them traumatic, but actually they're really funny stories. Anyway, you'll have to listen to figure out how that ends up getting resolved. <laughs> we hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode two of Deuces Wild. So tell me the name again. The names. Oh. Of the potential. Oh, man. I thought for a second Neil maybe texted us. Hey, guys. Not going to be able to make it out tonight. <laughs> I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to get back. I don't think he will either. But that's cool. We're having fun. We're just so, shooting the shit. Yeah. We're shooting the it. So potential names. Shoot the it. See, I like that. The only problem is that it almost has to be visual when you see it, too. Well, it becomes natural, too. After you say it enough, it'd be like, shoot the it. Welcome back to shoot the it. Shoot the it. Any name that you pick will grow. What if you say it as, shoot the sh? No, that's too much effort. No, yeah, that's not. That's wise guys. I like wise guys. Crossroad X. How did you come up with that one? I don't know. I just figured we're all on our various journeys and... All right, I'm going to save the next one for last. Studio 2, just because there's two of us. Yeah, and a sort of second go-around with the VNR. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, that is cool. Second thoughts. Fight or flight. Door number three. Bro jab. Get it. Glenn Ellen thugs in formal talks. Let me tell you. I, I, I did come up with those while I was sitting on the pot, which is where the height of my inspiration I, takes place. So I, take, take I, that for what I it's will worth. say this. My favorite ones are, I would say, if I were to rate it as, rate them as like. The top three. Like, give me, give okay, top, top three, three top three, top, top three. Definitely get it. Glenn Ellen Thugs, Informal Talks. As number one. Um, or as number two, or no, just, just yeah, just top, we'll, we'll, just top, we'll give me, give me your top, top three, top three, and no, no particular order. Top three, get it. Studio two, wise guys. Hmm. I would, I would say between get it and studio two, I like them both. I like get it because of the Glen Ellen Thugs informal I like talks. That too. I like that too. But I like studio two because it sounds more professional. And I, mean, I like which, the word one, studio. Yeah, I do like studio as well. I mean, really, it's whichever one we think sounds that we but enjoy. You could enjoy more. You could call you. We could call it get it. I do like wise guys, and I do like the other one we came up with the other day. Whatever it was, Deuce is wild. Uh, no, the original one. Uh, the three wise three wise men. Three but wise men. Obviously, yeah. the third guy isn't here. <laughs> um, no shade, right? And. Studio Studio Two sounds like a production company. It sounds pretty badass. It does sound pretty badass. 
we got to check to see. I don't know if there's actually any. That was one thing that I did not do is that I didn't check to see if there was somebody else who had Studio Two. I was just throwing out names, and we'd, like we'd have it. to we'd have to check. I'm sure that there's no no one out there named Get It. Um, we'll just have to see how many Studio Twos there are out there. I feel like Hollywood would be populated with those type of yeah, names. They'd be Studio Fifty One. They'd be saturated Studio. with everything. Wasn't there a TV show like that? Studio. There's a. There was a. Da- there was a club called was Studio. There was a club called Studio Fifty Four in New York, like in the seventies. Super famous club. Yeah. There was a movie called Studio Fifty Four. Mike Myers is in it, but he, it's not like a comedic role. It's still a pretty solid movie. Interesting. Um. What were we going? What was something that we were just talking about a second ago where you were like, "Oh, we should save it for when we sit down and talk." I was talking about podcasts. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I know you were going to tell me to bring up something. Yeah, so I so this is crazy. So I wake up this morning um, to go to work at 5.30 in the morning, and I see my email. Well, first of all, the my instructor had called me the other week and was like, hey, congratulations, uh, you're admitted into the acting lab, which I had to audition for, which is you take, like I said, acting levels one, two, three, and four. And once you complete those levels or you're in the middle of acting four, you can audition for the acting lab, which is like the next level. Yeah. Um, and so I got into that and he's like, don't tell anybody. I'm going to send an email out relatively soon. So he told me on Sunday, it's like, hey, I expect an email tomorrow. So I see on Monday morning, which was today, obviously, I see the email. It's like, okay, here it is. I'll read, I'll read this later. Hmm. And I go to work, and then I come back home, and I read the email, and then I was texting one of my buddies from one of my other classes. He's like, are you going to be taking any more classes at Second City? I'm like, I don't know. I'm in the acting lab right now. And I was also thinking to myself, like, well, it depends also on the conservatory program which the conservatory program, it's like the same thing except for the improv side. It's like improv and sketch writing yeah. and like ensemble work. That really is, as they say, the cornerstone of Second City. Like, yeah, that's it's what like known Second for. City, yeah. Second City is totally. first and foremost like comedy and, and improv. And the acting program didn't become a thing until I think. 15 years ago and then the acting lab is only like two years old okay yeah so they yeah. so anyway but i lean towards acting more than improv anyway he i'm as i'm texting him i'm checking my emails again and there was an email from this morning um well i guess i was looking at the emails on my break because i he didn't email me at five in the morning and I guess I missed this when I was looking on my break, and I see, congratulations on your acceptance to the conservatory program at Second City. And I was like, holy shit. It's like, wow, I'm doing, like, the, I'm in the acting lab and the conservatory, because I didn't think I was going to get in the conservatory. So you're in both. Yeah. Wow. So I'm, like, killing it right now. That's awesome. Um, thank you. So what the fuck was I going to say? Um, yeah, life's pretty cool right now. Decisions to make? No. Well, both pretty easy well the cool thing is the acting lab is twice a week, three hours each. Twice a week, and it's three acting labs, one, two, and three. So I'll be done with the acting lab by the end of December or by the middle of December. Hmm. So it's three terms. The conservatory is only once a week. I wish it was twice a week. 
So that is a year-long process. Yeah. However, I have to audition again to get into the Conservatory 3. And once you do that, then you can still do 4, 5, and 6. So it's like okay. I could potentially do Conservatory 1, 2, 1 and 2 and audition again for 3. And if I don't get it, then I don't get it and I'll maybe audition again. But anyway... It's like, shit, do I really want to try and be in Chicago again for another <laughs> year that goes by where I'm not in L.A.? But I guess all good things take time. This is a process. Yeah, and I think you'll be surprised because, I mean, you're putting in a lot of hard work. And when you do that, you're rewarded at unexpected times with unexpected good things. That is true. So, right, then, right there. And it's like you can't you can't really predict what's going to happen. I mean, great thing. Good, good things are going to continue to happen yeah. as long as you're putting the work into it. And, and great things will happen occasionally if you're putting even more work. It's into funny it. because now I'm thinking like, shit, next year, next May, I'll be 30. And it's like, oh my goodness! The, I know you've got like what five oh, months. Remind me, man. Yeah, five months. Oh. Um, I'm like next year. That's will be, a trauma, right there. Yeah, next year I'll be thirty, and I'll be like, shit. I'll be thirty, and I, if I'm still doing this stuff, I won't be in LA. It, it, it becomes like it's you. It becomes you get in your own way, and the, but then I'm like, wait a minute. Like I'm pumped. One, I'm pumped to be thirty, but two, when I'm like. I guess what I'm trying to say is you don't need to use – you shouldn't use your age as a means to measure what you're doing or where you are. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I still feel like I'm 23, 24. Yeah, dude. I always think of myself as – I mean, I unfortunately, think, the maturity thing comes I think I have the spirit of like a 22-year-old with the maturity level of a 17-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are, you are a little younger than the rest of us um, in that sense. Anyway, I've just been talking. What's new with you since we last? I thought we were on a pretty good tangent right there. Yeah, we I can keep like talking the, the about possi- that. The possibilities are endless. Well, no, what what came to mind was uh, you were talking about doing improv and all of that, and I I keep thinking about the seminary when I ended up taking that uh, that improv class. Oh, you took an improv class at seminary? Yeah, it was a it was a humor humor ministry. Is it? Are, are we still recording? We're still recording. Oh, good. That'd be a real shame if we'd been. Well, maybe not. Just, if we've been talking for. No, a half I'm just hour, bumping we it just up. Get, we oh, just get all, we, Did you just? Did you just ruin it? No, I'm like fucking with the volume right now because I'm trying to get it a more even. The wavelengths more. Do you see how they are right now? Yeah, they're a little bit smaller. Yeah, I mean, as long as they're ne- at least near the top. You're you're aiming so we don't have to adjust the volume later. Yeah, you're aiming for a, for about. Can you solid see it? Full. No, I don't have my glasses. Unfortunately, too nearsighted. Oh well, you were the one who said it was fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, now that you put the screen down, um, yeah, that's fine. That's it's a little low, but it'll suffice. At the very least, if you if you scream. It won't. It'll it, clip. It, yeah. Well, it shouldn't clip because well, it's, that's it's right. low I mean, enough. I mean, it shouldn't clip because we have yeah. the setting on. That's good. Guys, stop talking about the fucking audio. Keep talking. Um, well, it's complicated stuff, man. 
It's it's that learning process too. But I feel like you of all people at this point <laughs> in time, you've been running audio for almost two years now. You should know how Dude, that stuff works. I don't know how any of this shit works. It's so all okay. So Do you, first have of you all, ever bothered to learn? I feel as though I do. I've tried googling and shit, and listen. See, that's perfect volume. We're, we're at perfect pitch. Level listen, right listen, now. listen, 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 listen. I wrote. I have a piece of paper that like, dude, tells me what numbers or what buttons I should have lifted and pushed in certain things when I find something, and then it changes. I know what it is. You haven't had to edit video or audio, so you have no idea the complications afterwards. It's like uh, it's like when I mess up on doing drywall, and. Ray gets really upset at me, and I don't understand why until he explains that it's going to, like, cause a huge problem down the road, like, mm-hmm. in a couple of months if I don't do something properly. It's like, oh, I didn't realize that. And you kind of learn once you're involved in the post-production process. But two years, man. Come on. You could have you done some research. I've, dude, I've, tr- I've done research. It is hard to find quality information online. It really is. A lot of stuff I, find, I try and look for, it's like, this like a blog on Apple from like 2013. Chair squeaking too. You got to be aware of this stuff. <laughs> no sense. Yeah, no, it, it, the... it will absolutely pick it up in the background. All right, it well, always, it it's always okay. Has. I mean, it is what it you is. always hear that guy walking into the Nerdist with the coffee and stuff. It's okay. It's informal. Informal talks. Yeah, but distractions like squeaking chairs or like some elms are always. To be avoided, even all right, in a casual all right, conversation. All right, all right, all right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm also super annoying. So, um, yeah, man, I was no good at stand-up comedy. Yeah. So tell me about this class you took. Well, it was taught by this minister who apparently was known for her comedy and preaching, and you know, she was she was fine. She was good. She was a solid preacher incorporating humor into various biblical stories and, and messages that she'd deliver. And the whole point of the class was, it, it was a super short class. It was something like half a semester or something like that. That was for a, a, a mm-hmm. non-profit business administration. You used to take it for fun, or was it like an elective you had, like some type of <laughs> thing you had to take before graduating? No, it was it was for a certificate okay. in non-profit management and that was one of that was that was an elective that was offered so uh, i took advantage of that and it was just awful because i had to get up with no notes or anything like that and try and do stand up improv stand up just cold yeah no warm up just get up tell some jokes for 2 minutes and you're done and it wasn't like everyone knew that you were going to bomb yeah. Everyone knew, and, and so everyone was super polite and super accommodating and all that, but you know you're sucking while you're up there. Yeah. And it's like some people could get into it, and they had they had that interpersonal, like, go on, they enjoyed the moment, whereas I'm just like, oh my god. When this is this going to be over? Enjoy so the right suck. Now. I had, because I'm not the person, I'm not a person who can speak extemporaneously. So, um, Jeff, I always remember one time, <laughs> he was like, I just don't get jerry seinfeld i'm like what are you talking about he's hilarious he's like he's like i just not a, like okay so i uh was walking down the street and uh, i almost stepped in some gum uh, we've all been there before am i right <laughs> and that was his impression of him i just started laughing See, I feel like that's it's kind of it's a little bit true stuff. just like the nothingness of everything but i love it but no, you have to enjoy the bomb, enjoy the failure. When you're going down, yeah. you're going down and just enjoy the ride. Yep. 
sometimes we do scenes that are just going nowhere and we're like because what you do in improv like you're doing a scene and then somebody will run across to clear it means like clear the scene and start over yeah or like i do, noticed that when you were like, doing your improv or like do like something else yeah. and like sometimes we'll be doing a scene and like both you can tell the both people or three people you are just had, like you always had a really we good are read. waiting for this someone come out and save us because you did that a couple of times in your in your improv when we went to see you at second city yeah i noticed you were the one like three times and it was crazy it was like everyone knew they were a split second away yeah from awkwardness yeah and you you stepped in right in, right yeah. in, not missing a beat and just yeah. swept it away and so it was, it was super enjoyable <laughs> it was very fluid but that was i noticed that because it's like yeah when you're when you're when you're talking, man. well because sometimes what happens is like you'll be doing a scene and if, if you're on the back line and you think to yourself like um should i should i walk out and clear the scene and part of you is like i don't know i kind of want to see where this is going is anyone else going to do it part a, a tiny bit of it though is that Oh man, these people are are just bombing this scene. I kind of want to watch them continue bomb, and I'm just going to wait for someone else to clear the scene. And I think sometimes that happens simultaneously amongst like the eight or ten people in the back line. Like we kind of enjoy it it's just like, a little bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is funny. Serious. It is because in improv you've learned to like just laugh at yourself, even when you're just doing horrible. So even when like you're out there with a partner and you're just failing and you're just waiting for somebody to clear the scene. Part of me also is like, I hope my castmates are enjoying this because I certainly am, even though this is really awkward right now. Yeah. Well, as long as you're not the one there, have, well, have you ever felt like you're there and no one's there to save you? Oh or yeah. Anybody? Yeah. But and it's great. Cause with improv, you learn to just be like, well, I guess I'm going down <laughs> and there's no one to save me right now. But, but there's a game that we play. Um, called Hotspot, where you make a circle and someone goes in the middle and you start singing a song. And you just commit 110%, even if you're the most horrible singer. And you're singing, and then the point is, like, when someone starts feeling uncomfortable, they don't know the words or whatever the case is, someone else jumps in and taps them on the shoulder yeah. and hopes that you only have to be in the circle for maybe five or ten seconds before somebody else taps you out. So it's like a game to, like, try and support each other. Yeah. I mean, I never felt the need to subject myself to that and I, I never felt like I was going to get necessarily a reward from doing that. Oh, it, you it, don't. It, it doesn't make There's me... There's no reward. No, 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 but I'm saying even in the best case scenario, say you succeed and people enjoy it, I don't know, that, that's not how I get my, my, my jingles. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So what, I mean, see, is, that, I just what you, do it, is no. that what you hope for? No, the, I don't the, care. The fame and fortune or no. the applause? I just men? do it for... Okay, so if you have, when I was up there with my castmates... I wasn't doing that for the audience. I did that for me and my castmates. Like, that's how you have to approach it. Yeah. Um, it's just fun, dude. It's like, okay, so remember when we went to middle school and it was like, yeah. welcome to middle school. No more recess. It's like, fuck, no more recess. Like, improv is straight up recess for adults. It's <laughs> so much fun. It's so great. It's, so it's just, you're just playing all the yeah. time. You just play. Hmm. Interesting. I've never really thought about that one. You should definitely... I mean, I'm, uh, not, a, I'm not a player. I'm not... <laughs> it's... But people... There's oh, there's improv at, um, at Second City, like, improv for, like, anxiety and improv for, like, other weird stuff. Yeah. So, like, they incorporate... So people sign up for it with whatever um, thing they feel weird about 
and they, if they think improv can help it, it's like tailored to those types of people who have are self conscious or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, mine isn't self consciousness or anxiety. I, I have no shame anymore. <laughs> There's nothing that re- that it's just I don't. I think I'm imp- not. I'm not. A, I'm not a kind of person who. I'm not a very funny person. I'm just there's not. what has happened between now and when you were a child. Too many layers of every okay. For example, every if any child that's four or five years old or three or whatever, if you introduce improv to them, they're gonna love it, right? But what <laughs> happens is you grow up and you think you're too cool for school uh-huh. or whatever the case is, and so you then you th- tell yourself, I don't improv is dumb or I don't like it or I don't think I'll be good at it but once you start doing it and you shake off you kind of shake it all off and you get to know people a little bit better it's just like great it's so much fun it's so much fun see my my humor tends to border and the humor and I, everybody I, I has their own different in, style enjoy is irreverent humor I love sarcasm I yeah. love just people being irreverent and so I'm, I'm I generally find my humor people don't realize that I'm actually I'm engaging in my own humor on almost a constant basis, just with my irreverence. I'm I'm very sarcastic when it comes to most things. I'm going to say a lot of kind of offensive things, and if, as long as you don't say like uh, super, like apparently the f word these days isn't fuck, which I wasn't aware of. Not that I used that other word, f a g g o t. Oh. Okay. Um, but like you can't use that word. You no, can't drop an n bomb. You can't. You can't. You can be offensive, but you can't be like Donald Trump offensive. You can't. Well, okay. So I think uh, I've listened to enough comedians that this is sort of the thing that I hear over and over again is that what what makes humor funny is, and I think Chris Hardwick touched about this. What makes humor funny? is not punching down. You can never punch down oh, in comedy. So it's yeah. like, if if you're a gay comedian and you want to use the F word, if you're a black comedian and want to use the N word, you're not punching down. And it, it stops being humor when you're punching down. So us as white people don't have the ability to like yeah. use that. And, and even, even you know, it's, and again, super, super politically charged words, so I think most people just stay away from it. But people like you and I, you and I in our position would never be able to approach those words in any circumstance. No, not at all. But it's all about you can be you can be slightly offensive without a, without intentionally offending or attacking someone or a group or a scenario, as long as you're able to convey your perception of that thing and the audience sees that from your angle yes you have to you have to understand the topic that you're talking yes. about you have to be engaged um but yeah you get really it gets really it's easy the same when you thing, get, it's the same thing in preaching i feel like comedy and, and ministry and actually that's the that was the whole point of the course too saying that comedy and ministry are actually very similar in the way that they get across their message in that they both they both manipulate I don't know I forget what it was it was like they both manipulate the human language too but I would say uh, like the whole offensive factor is more stand up where the improv factor is more the comedy is in wow I can't believe they just thought of that shit right off the fly 
or like the interaction that they an audience witnesses between between um, an ensemble, the cast members and all, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of like the ridiculousness of it. Yeah. Because, for example, there could be a suggestion like, "All right, we got three people up here. Can you, can you give us a suggestion, like a location, whatever the hell, um, forest?" And naturally, you think three people in a forest, but like mm-hmm. one person can be a person. One person will maybe take the form of, you know, a tree, and the other person will take the form of like an animal yeah. and it's like you can take uh, like a tree talking to an animal like talking shit about a human being or yeah. like, just weird wacky stuff thinking and outside I enjoy the box that. I love people's creativity in that way yeah. I, I love it when people's minds are able to work at, yeah like one that. of my auditions the other day they were like you guys are three roommates and you're arguing about a cat and immediately one girl just crouched down and started pretending to be a cat. I was like, oh, I love this. This is great. And the cat started, like, talking and everything. Yeah. And the guy was like, wait, as, if your cat's moving in, is, are they going to pay rent? And she kept saying, like, as a cat, no. And he kept asking questions, and she'd just be like, well, as as a cat? And it was really funny, like, to con- have the continuity of the, as the cat. It's like, oh, what's she going to say now is, as the cat. You, there's, like, a science behind it. There's an art. It's really, really yeah. cool. And you will have no idea what I'm talking about, anybody, unless you actually, like, go through the movements of, like, studying or doing improv. I highly recommend it to anybody. Anybody can do it. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. If you like that type of thing. So what I was saying is you should definitely sign up and do improv. I'm absolutely not going to do improv. Why? I have no desire to do improv. You would like it. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. You haven't even tried. You, you, had, a ter- you had one bad experience. Okay, so if you had the, one bad experience with the, a girl, that has, does that mean no, you're going to start nothing, hanging with it guys? Has nothing to do, it has nothing to do with the trauma that I experienced doing <laughs> improv in seminary. Uh, for me, it's just not unless unless I'm conveying, not your cup of tea, as my dad unless, would say. Unless I'm conveying something important, okay. I don't like being I don't like being goofy a a public voice for frivolous reasons. Okay. For meaningless reasons. Okay, that's for, what you're saying. For, for reasons that are just... You meaningful. only want people looking at you if you have something to say. Not just like, hey, yeah, look at like, me. It, I feel like people's time is valuable. And if I'm going to use their time, my best use of their time at, and their eardrums is when I'm saying something that means something. Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> so, I, got I don't you. know. I, just, I approach it from a utilitarian perspective. But that's a cop-out. That's, that's that's just a that, cop. I mean, a it was a super like it was a super articulate. But as I was saying it, I'm like, you had me I'm going just, for a I'm second. Just, I'm just coming up with an excuse right now. I just don't want to do it. Out. But but yeah, it was like yeah, no, that's totally believable though. But see, what that's would my, you do if I signed you up for improv? I'd probably do it. I I, I actually it's because that shit's because non-refundable, non-transferable. <laughs> once you pay, once you click submit, that money yeah. is theirs, and you have to go. Well, and that's the thing too is when because and I feel like I was this way when we were growing up back in high school too. It was like when push came to shove, I would I was a rec, like I or a, a hermit or whatever. I, yeah. would, I wouldn't come out, but when push came to shove, I would come out. Right, like when you guys showed up to my house, yeah. it was like when the opportunity is sort of at your doorstep. I'm gonna, I'm literally I'm gonna, at your at, doorstep, literally at your doorstep, in his driveway, honking the horn, oh calling and texting, dude. We Placing are at your house. Stones in my Come car. outside. 
laughing because they're scaring the dog. Yeah. Yeah, real fun, quick. Fun they're like, what? Fun, yeah, so, yeah, no, this is what happened was, um, <laughs> Cooper and I went to, you were at Neil's house for some reason. This is when you had your Saturn still. <laughs> and we, oh, like, right. the door was the unlocked because, like, we heard that Robert had, like, a nightstick in the car. Oh so God, we opened up the baton. door to look the, for it, just to check baton. it out. Yeah. And so, um... We found it or we didn't. I don't know. And then, like, we went out and did something. Uh, and then you went home and you, like, didn't come out still, even though we wanted to hang out with you. And, you know, yeah. I just mimed what it was. Um, and the Santa was there. And we're like, oh, let's just write. We wrote boo with sticks. Yes. Tiny little sticks on the hood of the car and then like boo apostrophe in a little rock as the apostrophe is the little period on the uh or on the exclamation mark. And then on the windshield. This was on the windshield. No, no, I don't know. Windshield or the hood. I oh, can't maybe it was on the hood. Cuz the windshield. And um then your dog like the light went on, your dog was barking and all I hear is like get him. Get him Snoopy. Get him. I was like, "Oh shit, that's Robert." And so Cooper and I, like, looked at each other, and we just ran in between on the... We ran on the side of your house, jumped over a pile of, like, sticks or something weird, and Cooper was trying to unlock the door, and he couldn't get it unlocked. He didn't have, like, a, a, a button. He had to do it by hand or yeah. something like that. And I jump in the car in the backseat. He gets around front. We got in the car, closed the doors, locked the doors right on time, and your dog was, like, had the paws on the window... And your brother, I think, punched the window, and then Cooper just drove off. And we were like, what the hell just happened? And what you guys didn't realize is that, that our house had been vandalized. Oh, I didn't Re- know that. Like, prior, recently. I mean, okay. my, my brother ran with a bad crowd. But so. did, I was about to say, did it get vandalized because of your brother? Oh, yeah. Most of the shit that happened. Tell what, what, are some things that are, what are some things that happened with your brother? I am not going to share those right now. Those, those, those are between myself and my brother. Not for you can tell me when the thing's not recording. No, probably not. I mean, I feel like you've heard most of the stories. I've probably heard most of them. But, yeah. Um, what's your favorite memory, since that was in high school, what is your favorite memory? Oh, tell me about this, because this was before, this happened before I started hanging with you guys. I remember something, hearing something about, like, your phone falling out of your pocket at Six Flags, and oh you were, like, reaching for it as it was falling out in the sky, and then it broke. And then also something about, like, somebody dropping a bottle of soda down the stairwell at Beaster or something like that. Or, like, Cooper knocking oh. something out of your hand. What happened? Man, I those memories really have kind of just faded into the past. But I do I do vaguely recall those just because they were such emotional <laughs> events. I think it was just the soda thing. We were we were in Beaster, and it's a two it's two stories or three stories. I think it, there's a basement. It's two stories and then a two basement. stories and then a basement. But I was going. I was down in the basement. Yeah, by the locker locker room. Okay, and wait. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, the yeah. downstairs locker Got it. rooms. Uh, the athletic locker rooms. And Cooper dropped a bottle from the second floor or from the first floor, and he's like. He, I don't think he said anything. I think he says, like, Rick, sorry, come here. And then he just dropped it. <laughs> Not knowing 
I mean, he should have known. But it exploded. It exploded. And it got everywhere. And got all over. The floor, <laughs> got all over and, I mean, that was just the sort of, just, I, you know what? I It was interesting, though, because I, I never allowed myself to be bullied beyond high school. Like, yeah. no, no one ever really fucked with me once I got muscle. And well, I don't think Cooper. The only people, the only people in high school who would dare fuck with me were you and Cooper. <laughs> and you paid the price. You guys paid the price multiple times. I was gonna say, uh, we never bullied you. We just kind of fucked with you. No, that was bullying. No, it wasn't. It was absolutely bullying. How? It it was unwanted. I explicitly had said multiple times that I didn't want it, and it hurt me. And. That is the definition of bullying. Like, you guys bullied me. <laughs> like, whether or not you want I to think admit of, it. I think of bullying as, like, like give me your lunch money. Or, like, name-calling. Or just, like, abuse. Like, bullies never like to think that they're bullies later on. I was not a bully. That was absolutely That was bullying. not. I will argue. It was... It was it, you, you guys were harassing me in, in in a pretty consistent way, in ways that I explicitly said that you knew would get under my skin, especially when it came to, like, bothering myself and my family. Like, we did not know. That happened one no, time with but, the boo thing. That was, Don't make it sound like it was a thing we did on the reg where we go to your house and fuck with you. That happened one time, putting the sticks no, on the car and No, but my stuff like, like showing up and, like, honking the horn until I came out. To oh. like hang out with you guys. Like, because we wanted to hang out with no, you. No, I totally understand that. But again, like, you knew that that was something that really bothered me. <laughs> because was... I would have to deal with my parents then, having to, to talk to them. And then, and then, of course, like the soda stuff, the like. I was not there the, for that. The stick up the butt thing. <laughs> I mean, you, okay. guys, you guys were bullies. No. No. You guys okay, were bullies. Okay, okay. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. I, have, I apologize for any. Uh, unwanted action. I did it to fuck with you because I knew it did would get under your skin and it was all laugh it was all shits and giggles. Um, I mean I never took any of this pers- I never me. took any of this personally and like I mean I loved you guys enough because you accepted me for who I was. Yeah. So it didn't it, it didn't really bother me, but like it was those sort of things that it was like it was not it was not your <laughs> traditional bully like behavior. It wasn't okay. like it wasn't like like maliciously like you guys were doing it because it was your way of like trying to connect with me. And it wasn't, it, there was no malice behind it. You weren't trying to be mean. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't trying, I mean, yeah, you were trying to be mean. No, I was, but, we weren't trying but to it, be there, there was no, there was no, like, bad intent behind it. Yeah, it wasn't there was like, no I, bad it, intent. It wasn't like we want to hurt Ricks. It was like, we just want to get a reaction from Ricks. Yes. For whatever that, Yeah, that. And I think that, that was more it. Like, understanding that the reaction would be negative. <laughs> like, <laughs> you wanted a reaction from me. I s- yeah, that's only that because is, only because you knew me well enough. That, that is one hundred percent true. You knew what would get under my skin to get her. <laughs> yeah, but no, like I mean, I really did take that all in fun, and I I was used to that too. In the whole like everyone everyone picked on me, like yeah. but in a, in a in in a friendly way. Like these were my friends. I let I let pick on me. Like so, then it's well. not really bullying. No, but you. All right, I, I, thank my, you. my life, my life, my life would have been better had you not engaged in those practices. I think your life would have been better, had or you easier, been. easier. Like I wouldn't have had to wash all that soda off of me. I wasn't there for that. <laughs> I know, or get that stick out of my butt. <laughs> that's a long story, and that's taken totally out of uh, totally out of context. We were we were running on the track, and Victor thought it would be fun to like try and stick me from behind. 
not really like while we were running. We were like we were like running down the the, the nearby prairie, prairie path. path, and he just thought it would be funny to see what would happen if he like poked me with the stick a couple of times. And I think he knew where he was aiming, and he he, he hit it, and I I chased him, I chased him off the track away the away from the direction group, in the opposite direction of the rest of the group, and literally like chased him for probably a good half mile. I want to say around Ackerman Park. Yeah. And then then we tried to find our group because we knew that they were going to be taking paths. So we tried cutting through to like catch up to them, but we kept missing them. We by kept, a it was of so fucking weird. It was like fucking Looney Tunes. Like we would be walking. It was, it was, it like, was weird. Like we That's would right. like like we would be walking down the neighborhood and then we would see them. <laughs> Like, if you're traveling, we would see them all of a sudden cross the street, uh-huh. like, one or two blocks up, like, yep. perpendicular to us. Yep. And then we would turn yep. where they were, mm-hmm. and then we'd be walking, like, where are they? And then we'd see, like, behind us, they would cross perpendicular, like, another one or two blocks behind us. And we kept always missing them. It was so weird. <laughs> it was very surreal. It was so weird. Yeah. I felt like I was in a cartoon. <laughs> Man, no, crazy times, though. Yeah. It's all that stuff that... And those, honestly, looking back, I kind of cherish memories because it's like I remember them. And yeah, I remember, those are some I remember good times. them clearly. And the fact that we're still friends right now, I think, is a testament to the fact that you know it wasn't all that bad. I remember, um, I think it was senior year. Um, I was at, I, I ate lunch with like Paul Waterloo and like Party Hale and Forkins and like yeah. Cruising and a few other people and like they'd always be fucking around with like carrots and shit like launching it oh from a paper God. bag and onto the wall like Food in pickles wars. and stuff. The, I, I did and, not um, want their lunch period. And they we got in worst. trouble. We got in trouble, but then we had, like left because like the period was over and we wrote an apology letter like, "Hey, sorry for doing this out of our own good heart." And, like, four of us came to and signed it. And, like, well, thank you for the apology. Now you have detention. I remember that. I did not. I remember that. I was not aware. Another thing I only thought existed on TV, Saturday morning detention, that's real. I was there from, I think, 6 to 9.30. I think that was before we were friends because I remember there was a huge controversy at the lunch table. Like, I was down. I remember that being, like, a, a like all you guys were talking about it. That was, like, yeah, junior, senior year. Yep. Like, probably around the time we started hanging out. Yeah, and, like, that happened. And, yeah, went home, or went to school 6 a.m. on a Saturday. And we we scraped the gum from the bottom of all the lunch tables for, like, three hours. Yeah. I just remember you guys being so upset because, like, we 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 were being nice and trying to apologize. Yeah. We were, like, know. we're trying to say sorry. Was it, was, wait, wasn't there an ultimatum, though? Like, somebody no. has to fess up? no. I don't, they were they were getting irritated because that know. was like a daily thing. I remember one time though, my sophomore year. Oh. Remember that that section that a la carte area where you can just buy like chips or soda yeah. and stuff. Yeah. There's this one dude. I, I I somehow remember his name. I think his name was like Richard Peck, mm-hmm. or I think his last name was Peck, or something. Oh, I don't know. Matt Matt Peck. Yeah. I don't know. He was, he was a, I was a sophomore a and he was a senior. I think junior. he was a year. Okay, he was in youth, my youth group. Um. And he went up to buy a soda. And this is before they started uh, screwing everyone over, like, log online, enter your email, and then type in the code. Like, it just told you, like, if you want a soda or not. It's oh. like, Oh, yeah, and yeah, it was like, right. He got it the, like the cap and it's yeah. like, get a free Coke. Yeah. So he redeemed the cap for another free, for a Coke. Yeah. Opened that cap, get a free Coke. Did that, no joke, at least probably, like, I, w- I want to say six or seven times. <laughs> 
it was probably maybe four or five times, but I, I remember him seeing him go up at least probably four or five times because every free Coke that he got after the one he bought was another winner. It was so wild. Man, I... Because I'm just reflecting back to high school right now, man. I... Wow. Oh, six, bitch. Oh, six, bitch. That's right. <laughs> so stupid. We were the last good class, you know. Like, decent class. Like, in regards to trouble. The classes after us, like my brother's year and younger, mm-hmm. they were terrors. Well, we they were, the- were like... That's when they beefed up security at yeah. campus. Well, when we were freshmen, they only had two parapros, Bob and Jesse, who were both... I think collectively near the age of two hundred, <laughs> uh, they were both God like they, they yeah, were both they were, like yep. at a, like eighty five and ninety two yep. or something weird like that. Yep. Everyone Just, loved Bob. Yeah, and uh, Bob and Jesse they were there, and then by the time we were juniors, they like hired the Andy Fr- like the rest of the oh, Andy Frame yeah, guys. That's right. You can even like walk. You actually had to have a hall pass to walk through the halls. Yeah, um, so stupid. But also, I think it was the two classes below us when they weren't allowed to just have a grill out at Lake Allen. Like, it was organized, mm-hmm. instructed by the school yeah. instead of just, like, lackadaisical, like, just skip class and go, come and go as you please. Yeah. Um, which was... I remember that last day of school, I had so much fun. It was like, I kind of went to class, kind of didn't, went out to, like, McChesney and Miller and got, like, stuff with Jeff. Showed up late to school. Showed, like then went out to the store, walked around the hallways, visited classrooms. It was so much fun, and now I, I don't hmm. think you can do that. Yeah, showed up to class to tell my teacher I wasn't going to be in class. She got pretty fucking pissed. Mrs. Bertain in psychology. Mm. Neil and I we had the same class. We walked in and she was like, she was real upset. I'm like, what do you expect? This is our last day of school. Such an entitled way of thinking. I went to all the classes. I, I like I embraced the moment. You know. I feel like that's such a Glen Ellen way. We're, we're not going to do it. Well, why? It's the last day. It shouldn't fucking matter. It's school. Like, oh there's a reason it's the last day. It's because it's the f- last fucking day. Like, yeah, do, do your time. Like... Don't half-ass it. Cross the finish line. Then you can celebrate. Like, that was my attitude back then. That's always been my attitude. Oh, my I was gosh. like, yeah, I know. I had to stick up my butt. Regardless of what you did. <laughs> and I know that. But I loved it. The barbecue. I, I, you know what I did after school let out? The first thing I did? Thank, I'm guessing you went to each of your teachers and thanked them. I went to Beaster and worked out. Oh, that, that was meal. my second guess. I was almost going to say worked out. Yep. Lift I don't remember meal. what I did. I lifted? No, I, I lifted. Oh. We were the only two. Oh, you and Neil? Yep. On the last day of school. No one else was there. I probably got high. Of course you did. Um... <laughs> Yeah, high school was pretty fun. Yeah, guys. High school was pretty fucking awesome. God, but I didn't have... Oh, yeah, that was so funny. That's the story for another time. Because we are nearing... We are nearing 40... We're at about 42 minutes. That's a, that's a solid time right there. That is a solid time. I had some good laughs. We'll have to continue with more high school stories. And oh, then totally. upgrade that's to college stories. And Dude, further wherever more. the conversation leads us. That was, this was fun reminiscing. I haven't really thought about that too much. All right, that's it. And that's the end of that chapter.